Hi, I'm Colleen McNamara, and you're listening to my dad on All Marine Radio on the All Warriors Radio Network. All right, it's uh, been a while. Joining me um, is uh, are two of my great friends. Greg Lotus joins us. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well, Mac. Happy Thanksgiving. I missed that one. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you. It was a very filling day for us, for sure. <laughs> the, the, uh, and joining us is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Kim Holmes. Kim, how are you? Uh, another day in paradise here in beautiful downtown Grand Forks. All right. And uh, Kim is fired up because uh, Beth made my mom's cherry pie, yes? You got my email this morning, or my text. Uh, yeah, it's spectacular. We we had a mini one last night to keep me away from the big one. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard she has to make a small one as a decoy so you don't get after the big pie. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, successful, and I love it. The, uh, I can't wait. She right. just went bonkers. We're going to have that for Christmas too. That cherry pie. Oh wow! No, it's a no. And the secret ingredient in it is cinnamon. Um, and uh, you don't know that till you go through the ingredients. But I had a very technical discussion with uh, Beth about baking the other day. Um, we had a very scientific and academic discussion about baking crust, and uh, and so because uh, I did it, I, I baked two pies over the course of Thanksgiving. Greg, uh, first of all, let's talk food. What was the what was the best thing that you stuck into your mouth over the course of Thanksgiving? Oh, cabbage rolls, without a doubt. My wife makes wicked uh, galumpki. So um, that was up there, but the same as her stuffing, it is legendary. It's unreal. Explain the cab. Okay, so educate us on the cabbage roll. What's in it? Well, it's got pork and rice uh, inside. <coughs> Excuse me, and then are you sick? It's wrapped. You sound like no, a- no. You sound like you got a cold. I'm a little stuffed up, but not nothing crazy for sure. Okay. Uh, but then it's wrapped in a cabbage leaf, or you can chop up cabbage. You can do them both ways. And then um, she puts a mixture of, like, tomato paste, tomato juice um, all around, and then they bake inside, you know, it's, the sauce kind of thickens up, and it's just awesome. That is, and that's, is that Polish food? Yep. Ukrainian, Polish, that type of deal, yeah. And they use cabbage as a form, like, if they were in a different culture, it would be like tortillas, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, but uh, it's a good way to get your one vegetable on Thanksgiving other than a cranberry. <laughs> you, uh... Hey, wait, wait. I gotta, I, Kim's got to tell you a story. Because Kim and Beth heard you say, right, um, Greg, give you a little advertisement for canned cranberry. Well, I, I, I don't want the, the rest of them. I want the jellied shit, the, you know, when that makes this noise when it comes out of a can. And uh, you better have a lot of it because it's, 
I don't, I don't care if your grandma, his grandma has the best recipe ever made. I want ocean spray <laughs> uh, jelly cranberries. That's what I want. So, so do my kids and my wife. So Greg says that. And so, Kim, what do you and Beth have for Thanksgiving? Same thing Greg did. <laughs> yep. You have to. Uh, and uh, it didn't come close to what we make. <laughs> yeah, see, Kim would be that guy. Kim's that guy. No, no, no. I grew up on that until even when I was in high school and beyond. That's I. That's what I knew as cranberry sauce, and I loved it. Right. I still had it. I tell you what it does do. It slices up beautifully for your uh, after Thanksgiving uh, sandwich. <laughs> Holy no, moly! I thought. Man, I can get some serious cranberry on but this. But I thing. think, though, you know, and Kim's taught me the art of Thanksgiving is, you know, and, and Greg is expressing it. Look, when I think Thanksgiving, I think very specific taste going into my mouth, okay? Yep, exactly. I don't want, if you want to fucking experiment, that's fine. But you do the experiment in addition to having the staples. You don't do it instead of, so that you're looking at it like, are you shitting me, right? I got like... That's... Right. That's one of the reasons why when I like to eat Thanksgiving at home, because I've been to Thanksgiving at other people's homes and you get to the table and there's no jellied cranberries. And they got this like orange peel zest shit in the cranberries. And I'm like, God damn it. So I, I if I go anywhere for Thanksgiving, it's usually now it's just family mostly. And so it's almost like BYLC. Bring your own cranberries. <laughs> I would too, Greg. It, it's that important because you can't have, especially if yes, they come in dry birds. That's right. Oh, let me tell you, I shouldn't say this, but I will. So, um, my uh, my ex wife Susan. Um, so she'll take our kids, uh, our daughters, up to you know have Thanksgiving with her family. And um, and they have it at one of her brother's homes, and he marries. Uh, I think she's Korean, and so they have like seaweed. And my kids are like throwing a fit; they're like revolting, and they're like, "Okay, mom, we'll go, but you have got to fix our Thanksgiving." And Susan, like being the great person that she is, she's like, oh, "Absolutely." So then they they go and they, they have fun, but they would not like. This is not Thanksgiving. This is not what we know. You know, and then this other food is catered. Like, what the hell is that? And so, yeah, they like they revolt because they expect certain taste on Thanksgiving, and uh, that's great. Kim, what was the best thing you put in your mouth on Thanksgiving? Oh, the dressing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love that dressing. I could eat it until I get sick. <laughs> and uh, Beth can't. Uh, She's allergic to uh, turkey because they put solutions in them. Oh. So we did chicken. And uh, oh, yeah. that was pretty damn good, though. Yeah. I mean, only the discrimina- <laughs> this discriminating taster would know the difference, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I like turkey at Thanksgiving. I, Sorry to say. But uh, I've been to households, uh, Italian households that have cabbage rolls, lasagna, mm. uh, a whole array 
of things besides the turkey and dressing and and sides. But uh, when you get that extra food, to me, you are in the front row. <laughs> That's just killer. Right. Uh, way to go, yeah, Greg. When I used to go to my when I used to go to my Nona's house, um, she's Italian, and of course you have um, the turkey and all the rest of that stuff. But in addition to that, she makes manic uh, and has a bunch of different sides uh, that are Italian. So you know you get the best of both worlds. The only problem with that is plate management. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh yeah. my God! I always do very poorly, poorly on plate management. Oh. <laughs> at Thanksgiving, no matter where I am. I used to um, when I did over the air radio in North Dakota, um, and Greg and Kim both were part of the show. We had these guys. One guy's name was Denny Johnson. I can't remember Phil's last name, but they used to do this show called "A Ton of Fun at One" because they were fat guys, right? And, um, and so when I got back from Iraq on one of my trips, they were doing it. And so instead of like one of my shows, I used to do an hour at one o'clock and that's when Greg and I started doing McLotus. Um, and so, so they had me on the show right after I got back and they're like, um, so they do all this fat guy stuff. And it, let me tell you, it used to have me like pissing my pants. It was so funny. They would talk about like, you know, Mac. You don't even understand our world, okay? Have you ever sized up a piece of furniture before you sat in it? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? And like, and they start, they both start laughing. They're like, until you pancake your grandma's favorite chair, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so, so one day, so I'm on, and it must have been in 2006, because I said, okay, so Thanksgiving's coming up. It's a holiday devoted to eating. And they were like, yeah. And I said, so how do you guys get ready? Do you guys fast? And they both start laughing. Like, Mac, you do not understand. When you're a big man, you've got to eat more to stretch it out to get it ready for the feast. That's right. <laughs> Let me tell you. Correct. They were hilarious. So when you talked about plate management with them, it like started the week prior to eating more so that they would have their stomach stretched out. <laughs> but oh, yeah. you, that shit was hilarious. Well, definitely, I can sympathize with the sizing up of furniture. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll i take a, like a cooler or a tree stump or something rather than a chair because I will not sit in one of those molded um, plastic. plastic lawn chairs. Oh, That's my God. never going to happen. They went off on that shit. And they and they looked at me like you probably sit in like plastic lawn furniture. I said, "Well, don't most people?" And they're like, "No, most most big people don't, right, Mac?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I never really thought about it." Of course, you hadn't. And then they started telling the funniest stories about when they were young and and they were getting big, right? Pancaking like their grandma's favorite like living room chair. <laughs> this had been in our family for like a hundred years. And I shattered it like it was balsa wood. And then they said the worst part is that when it shattered, like I couldn't get out of it clean, right? So I'm rolling around on the floor. My grandma's crying. <laughs> My grandma's crying. And they just paint this really funny picture. And they tell you these stories about lawn furniture. <laughs> Don't even go there. I need oak. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I, I definitely will eyeball a room, or if we're at a party, to look at where to sit. If and if not, if it's not a appropriate or good stuff, I will stand. There you go. What about? But Greg's just a behemoth. Six, 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 seven. Well, how tall are you? <laughs> six, 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 six. He yep. is. He's a big man. Okay. And um, let me read you an email. Could Greg go over how his wife treats the cabbage before she rolls it, Gregory? Yeah, you got to boil. You got to boil a cabbage. So you boil um, it, then the what? Cabbage. Yeah, you got to boil it, salted water, a little bit of salted water, because then it gets soft, you know. And you wait for it to cool down. You you um, you know put it in the colander so it strains off, and then um, it, it's easy once it's very pliable. So. You put, depending on how big, you try to get the big heads of cabbage, a decent size. Because they, um, so the they make for the big tortillas, right? They make for the big, yeah, you can stuff, stuff them with a lot of filling. And there's recipes on, on TV and stuff like that. But the key is the, the mixture of, like, my wife does a little bit of oil, um, tomato juice, tomato paste, a little bit of chicken uh, stock or turkey stock, whatever she has. And uh, that's the key. So you can make them as big as you want, or but it doesn't pay to make them little because most of the time you want just a little bite of cabbage and more filling because the filling is the jackpot. There you go. There you go. And those those cabbage leaves, you you just peel them off and go around the cabbage and they just come off and... Uh, the outer ones are monsters, and then they get a little smaller, but uh, you can use quite a bit of that cabbage. Really? Have, have you yeah. ever had a knock here, here? I don't think I have. Oh, I know God. Kim has. Killer. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have. I don't think I ever got invited for that meal. I made them well, in sandwich the, once. <laughs> no. the best thing, best thing about them is I tried to push other food to, towards other people because they're the, they're better the next day. So you want lots of leftovers, <laughs> and you want the comp- like chi- you want the company to eat other stuff. Yeah, it's like chili or lasagna the next day. It seems to get you know more tastier. Chi- Chinese food, I think, is like that as well. I don't know why. Yes, I don't know. I why. think it's because the MS, MSG, but MSG, that's bad though, right? Yeah. Isn't MSG bad? For well, you? it's not. Tasty, what it is. Is. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. The um, here's another uh, here's another email question. So, cinnamon is the secret ingredient in your mother's cherry pie. Uh yeah, uh, I would tell you that every. I mean, you know. You, the crust is homemade, and that, that's what Beth and I were having the big discussion on. Um, did she use lard? Did she use lard to make the crust? Yes, she did. She used half and half, half lard. Yeah, you have to. I'm, you have to. We use we use Crisco. I I'm I'll use lard. Yeah, which she did. That's lard. Is that lard? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's yeah. what the recipe calls for. But Beth used Crisco and what? Kim, A little water. I thought she used half Crisco and half something else. Butter. Hello? Butter, I think. 
Kim. Yeah. Kim. What? Uh, I she, can hardly hear you today. You can hardly hear me. Yes. Well, turn the volume up, Matt. Because my volume's all the way up. Your volume's all the way up. Yeah. I can hear you just fine. I don't know. Yeah. Or am I no, it's Kim. Um, how do I... Hold on. Let me see what I could do. Um, okay. Um, I will turn your shit up, Kim. How's that? Is that better? Yes, it is. Okay. Thank you. There you go, princess. Um, Operator error. No, it works all the time, but it obviously not for Kim. Um, no, and so you, you handmade the crust, and then... Um, and Beth and I had a very in-depth conversation about how much crust you use on the edge of the pie. You know, a lot of people have, that's a lot of crust, and I don't like that. And then if you, if the, the pie bakes at 425, and so if you, if you, if you have the crust sitting on that, the glass, right, of the Pyrex pie pan, I mean, that can't take a whole lot of heat before it gets scorched. So I kind of build mine up at a 45-degree angle, and then I cover it really relatively quickly. And so we had this conversation about do you bake it at 425 the whole time? And so Beth had this thing where, no, Mac, I, I've heard that you sear the, the pie for about 15 minutes at 425 and then you drop it down to 350. So I did that on last Sunday and made a second pie. And uh, it was it was great. And so, but, and then the, it's, it's uh, uh, Oregon tart cherries. And then you take the you drain the juice and you uh, into the you use butter. Yeah, you 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 take the uh, juice and you uh, you thicken it with uh, some flour and then you dump a bunch of sugar in it. About a cup of a cup and a third a uh, cup of, a, th- a cup and a third of sugar, and you you whisk that all together and warm it up. And then into that you dump the cinnamon, and that's it. And then you let that thicken. There's, there's- does the pie have a lid? What do you mean, a top? Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, like, yes. Okay, because that, that's necessary for cherry pie. Right. And uh, the the girl that makes the pies at the farmer's market all summer, she uses lard. And I go get a blueberry pie, get in my truck. Uh, you know, the farmer's market opens at 9. I'm there at 8. <laughs> I go get because I want to pick out pick out my pie because her blueberries she uses wild blueberries and they are to die for the right. crust just nice crust and a lot of times with my pies I'll eat all the outs inside and save the crust to last really uh, that's yeah, how I, I used to that's how I eat mine. I used to I was going to tell you a story I used to do that and one supper we were at my Nona's about 20 of us sitting around the table and I was eating my pumpkin pie that way. And I took it all out and my mom started yelling at me for eating my pie like that. And that's the only time that I was absolutely in heaven because my Nona, her mother looked at her and said, he could eat his pie the way he wants to leave him alone. And I was like, Whoa, you know? And he's like, my Nona was like, He's going to eat the whole thing. Who cares if he eats it in different pieces or whatever? He wants to do it that way. Like, I would not tell you how to eat a salad, you know, and my mom just shut up right there, and I was like, yes. This is the mother that won't make you your favorite chocolate cake, right? Same woman? Yes. That's terrible. 
still terrible. It haunts my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the same woman. Pie, she was pie hating on you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 No, but so, yeah. Pie, pie shaming. Pie shaming. <laughs> pie, she pie shamed me. The, um, yeah. that's awesome. The, um, let's see. What else? Um, any other thing about Thanksgiving food? Greg, Kim? Just to, no, no. Uh, I hope everybody took their carcass, broke it up, and put it in the freezer. Uh, you know, trimmed all, took all the turkey pieces in the, that were still on the bone and put them in a bag and any leftover turkey, if you want, in a bag and then freeze it all for when you make your uh, cream of uh, uh, turkey soup. I didn't do that. That's a must. I did not do that. I know, normally I do it. This year I did not. And let me tell you, I made a, a, a much bigger turkey than we needed specifically, and I made way more gravy. I made gravy that I could have sold and made, made a shit ton of money off of this year. It was. It, <laughs> I'm telling you, I fucking killed that shit. Um, gravy's not hard. You got to be an idiot not to make not make gravy. Okay, look, I know you. Oh, I know you're really smart. Greg. People okay. screw up gravy. Thank you, Kim. Big oh time. yeah, you could screw it up, but but I mean, come on, Mac. It's okay. not hard. What, do you make the gravy? Yeah, well, we we split it too. But I give you more props for making a cherry pie. <laughs> Pies are people mess up pies constantly. I know. You Let know, me tell you. So when you crush. When you crush the gravy and when you crush the cherry pie, come on. You're like legit. You're like bona fide. Oh, you're getting an invite back for sure. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you had to bring them somewhere. But you know what? In retrospect now, I don't think – and, you know, you're just – a friend of mine lives in Montana. He says the same thing. Gravy's easy. And I'm like, not to the uninitiated. It's not. I mean, first of all, you know, you, got, you, you know, do you separate your gravy? Do you, Greg, do you separate the fat from the broth? No. Got it. No. You just you just thicken the whole th- concoction. Yeah, well, and I do it to taste, but you know, there's there's a couple different gravies I make, like one for a hot beef sandwich or a hot turkey sandwich. You know, there's a little bit more, a little more brown, if you will, color wise, and a little more pepper for that one. But um, I don't know. It's just the the gravy is like icing on the cake, you know? And that's yep. part of the whole turkey persona. When you say you think of those flavors going in your yap, that's that's got to be in there. Well, let me tell you, you know, to me, right, you screw up the gravy, it ain't Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. Now, to me, that's the key. And so... And what really helped me was doing all the side dishes the day before and all that kind of stuff. You know, Kim's schedule, I actually executed it this time. And so I was like waiting. I was like waiting to ambush the gravy. I was like in the kitchen, like pacing, like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. I want a shot of the gravy, right? And so I'm there. I got my Wondra, you know, water mix, blah, 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 fucking blah. And, um... I'm waiting. I'm like, like strumming my fingers, man. Let's go. Let's, let's, you know, let's go. And so, uh, the turkey comes out and I actually, I mean, and I followed, you know, I, I separate the broth and the fat. I use the broth and not the fat. And then, uh, after that, 
Uh, I used a Wonder Water mix that Kim, you know, talked to me about, and then I thicken it, and then I season the taste. And when you when you think of it like that, you're right, Greg. It is easy. But but I think that Kim does some things that are unique because I watch like Martha Stewart and some other people, and so um, and so I um, so Kim says you know put put broth in the bottom of, of, of the turkey pan so so it preserves the turkey juices when they fall and it doesn't roast them on the bottom of the pan in case you don't get enough so I think that's smart then he says throw the neck and and you know all the giblets throw that in there too so that increases you know the the body of the broth which a lot of people do separately I think that's really smart and so um don't forget the reasoning wine I don't like wine no wine in my Sorry, but Libby I, did. But I, <laughs> Libby did. But I'm with you. Oh my God! So Libby, Libby, who taught me about this in, in post traumatic winning, it was her son that I helped, and then she's the one who who calls me and says, "You don't know what you did for my family." And I said, "You don't have to thank me." And then she kind of she yoked my ass up and and said, "I used to lay in this bed at night, wonder if my kid was going to kill himself, and you've changed all that." I know you don't know what you did. So Libby is a person really that taught me about what it is to give this thing that I do, post-traumatic winning, to other people. It's one thing to understand the knowledge. It's the other thing when you do it and you transform not only one person's life but a whole series. So anyway, Libby has a special place in my heart. I think on Wednesday or Thursday she goes, I wish I could talk to Kim like I don't understand the gravy thing, and why? Why don't? Oh, why don't I put the egg in the stuffing the day before? Blah blah blah. And so I call or texted Kim and said, "Hey, rock star, do you want to make somebody's day?" And he said, "Sure." I said, "Will you call Libby?" And he said, "I will." And so Kim got a chance to meet Libby, and so very cool. Thank you, by the way, in public. And she she uh, called me back after dinner and thanked me for the gravy and the. St- you know, and she understood the stuffing and uh doesn't mean you can't put eggs in, you just can't put eggs in and sit the, the have them sit in there overnight. Gotcha. That's all. And you know, nowadays, guys, with the internet and yeah. watching videos and stuff, especially because they got like the reviews based on people that have tried the recipe. So if you want to just attempt it, it's so much easier nowadays than had to open up the recipe book and get it all dirty for one thing with all your fingers and crap. But um, sometimes you don't know when the recipe says something, the technique they're talking about. You can watch the video or look that up too. That's right. You know what? And that's what I did. I'm standing in my kitchen. I'm watching Martha Stewart and this other woman cook. Um, And so, um, and they're... They did the giblets on the side with the neck, and I'm thinking, no, Kim consolidates that step. And then they're saying, oh, we take, when we separate the, the, the fat from the broth, we then take the fat and we make a roux using the fat. I said, oh, that's interesting, but Kim doesn't do that, so I'm not doing it. And so, I mean, but exactly what you said, YouTube, right? I mean, anything you could want to do from repair your computer <laughs> to make gravy to whatever the hell you're looking to do is on YouTube. So pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. But, uh, no, yeah, I'm not, a, am not, do you, do you have wine in your gravy, Greg? No, I don't, yeah. but I'd be willing to try it. 
Well, no, no, I'm with you. Like, if you want, Kim, if you want to put the relish with orange rinds and all that, you know, on the table, I'll try it. I'll use a little bit of it. If you want to get have a different gravy for, I'll try that too. I'm because I'm, I'm Magellan when it comes to food. I'll I'll explore, but oh hell, hell yeah! But if, but if, you, but if you hey, if, if you don't have the ocean spray, That's orange you're have a guy. I put nothing, no parts of the orange in there. No pine needles, and uh, I just zest the orange, and then I. I kind of like the those cran raisins in there too with the oh, cranberries. You gotta be kidding! That's all. Well, no, I would try it though. I'm like sure. Greg, Greg and I, or you know, I put all kinds of. The stuff only thing, in. the only thing that I've ever, you know, when you go to someone else's house for Thanksgiving, is some people um, are a little heavy-handed with the salt in a lot of things, and or that yeah. you know, I always use when my wife does. Um, anything to do with like broth or whatever. I mean, usually what she makes her own, obviously, but if she can't, we always go with the low sodium, um, chicken stock or beef stock or whatever, because you can always add the salt, but you can't take it away, uh, on most things. You know, you can't, you cannot do it. And sometimes there's nothing worse than something that's way too salty. Right. You know, interesting observation. I'd never brined a turkey before. My mom didn't do it, so I didn't do it. Um, and I will tell you this. Um, the turkey was fantastic, and I, I assigned part of that to the brine. And the meat was incredibly moist. To include, yeah, it makes a world of difference. Well, to include the leftover the leftover meat. Oh, yeah. Unbeli- were you, were you unbelievable. Surprised? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yes, I was. I was surprised because I mean, every time, like I've had when I'm carving the turkey, you know, some people are kitchen people and they just like to be in the kitchen. And I've I've seen, you know, when I cut the bird and they go, "Oh my god, it's running juices!" I'm like, "Yeah," and they say, "Well, mine doesn't do that." I'm like, "Well, do you brine your turkey?" And then you get into a discussion with them, and once they see the results or taste the results, then they're all about it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I had hesitated because it's not something that corporal punishment Kathleen did, and that's uh, the meal that I stick in my mouth all the time. And so, um, yeah, I was, uh, and again, I mean, a week later, right? The turkey is still moist as it comes out of you know a Pyrex uh, dish that's been covered the whole week, but it still tastes great. But the other thing I will say is, is does the brine with the salt, and I used brown sugar, um, that just basic brine, does that increase the salt of the, I mean, it has to, yes? Well, you balance it out with the sugar, right? you know, and only so much goes inside the bird or passes, you know, and, and stuff. So um, they, most turkeys now, unless you get one that's, you know, we we get one that's like 99 cents a pound or whatever, but there are turkeys that have no solution injected into them, and 99% of turkeys do. Uh, but the ones without, the, it's all natural shit. I mean, unless you shoot it yourself, um, or those cost like 7 bucks or 8 bucks a pound at the natural grocer. But I don't find it, it adds salt to you, Kim? The brine. Uh, no. Okay, yeah. uh, we, we, uh, but you do have to brine them. The the uh, pure birds. What's a pure bird? 
And we tried one from Nature's Grocery. We tried a heritage bird, you know, like back in the day. And uh, it was full of black feathers, and it, it wasn't very good. I brined it. It just wasn't very good. Hey, Kim, what's a pure bird? Uh, a heritage bird is a bird they raise them like they did when the pilgrims come over. The breasts are small, smaller, a little more dark meat, which I thought, oh, that's right up my alley. And but it, it was, uh, it just wasn't good. And uh, but uh, now I now that they don't have any solutions in them, Greg. Uh, I'm gonna try one next year from Nature's Grocery. Yeah, they they do. My my brother-in-law has to have that kind of bird uh, for the salt deal. But um, Mac, the ones we shoot around here, or Western North Dakota, um, yeah. we usually deep fry, deep fry or smoke them. Yeah, and and, and for most people, um, to include myself, I mean, a a live turkey is much different than the butterball turkey that you buy, yay? Hello. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, uh, you know, lean, you're much leaner, right? I mean, that turkey's out running for their life, you know, as opposed to being, you know, injected and fed for, you know, to, to be harvested. So that's a well, little, it's little al- bit different. It's also, also a lot tougher, Mac, because... Um, yes, the breast is smaller, but, uh, you know, the turkeys that we hunt, they fly. So they're using their muscles. These ones that are on the farm or as you drive to, um, Minneapolis, the ones all cooped up, they they don't use their wings other than maybe stretch. Right. Yeah. That's right. Right. No. So, um, you know, I've heard, I think like most of us have, right. Um, how many like unmitigated disaster stories have you heard when people are deep frying turkeys? I've heard a bunch of people. Oh, they're they're, they're idiots. <laughs> they don't drive. They don't drive out. They drop them in, right? You know, I mean, all kinds of craziness happens, right? Well, the, uh, the best one is when they fry it on a wooden deck. <laughs> oh my god. And there's no fire truck there either. <laughs> no, no. And they fill the oil like to almost to the goddamn top, and they're dropping in a 23 pound bird. <laughs> you know, and then they don't take the gib- giblets out or whatever, and it's full of water. The bag, yeah. and it just in- instantly explodes. You hear these stories, right? <laughs> You're just like, what I was the hell, Joe? And uh, when they were fry, deep frying their bird, they filled it up with water and then put the bird in to test drive it to see how high the oil came up right. so they know how much oil to put in. Right. But then they yeah. pulled the bird out and patted it dry and then filled it to a certain line with the oil. That's the only way you can do it. Otherwise, you're going to hurt somebody or set something on fire. Well, a lot of people I will get say, ex- though, that a, a lot deep of people- fried turkey is unbelievable. No, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. But the stories that go along with them are legendary, right? As Greg said, like burning down your wood deck, right? Just Des- <laughs> des- destroying a part of your garage, right? Well, this wasn't a this wasn't a turkey, but I've seen a picture uh, my wife showed me. I think it was on Facebook 
one of the people that she knows, um, the hood of their stove uh, completely yeah. like gone, and the oven uh, top dented in towards the bottom because they were using a pressure cooker and put something on top of the valve that lets the pressure escape. Oh, so, so yeah, it blew up when. Uh, down first, then uh, whatever, and it blew up the stove, like, and then ruined the, like, put a big hole in the hood of the stove. <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah, that means you might want to order out next time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year, this year, Mac, more than ever, uh, people got Thanksgiving meals like to go uh, delivery. I know the ground round actually uh, put on a special. And uh, they were selling well, dinner for four, dinner for six, whatever. And they had to finally say, uh, we can't take any more orders. Oh, really? Because well, I, you, had, you had to pre-order. He had over 400 orders when I called him to go orders. 400 freaking orders. And then no, I heard the, the King's Walk, they had over 400 orders to go. So there were a lot of people ordering turkey out and god bless them i mean you know if you don't want to cook or else you only got a small family you know god bless too yeah that's because damn a, lot of, a lot of people don't want to put like if you're a family of two like your kids are gone or whatever what are you going to cook a 12 pound turkey is pretty much the smallest you can get you know and then if you're going to cook all the sides it's pretty tough to make servings for two yeah so no, you know, um, the other thing is, you know, those rest order dinners to go. Well, I mean, it's helping. It's helping those restaurants survive too. That's the other part of this, and right, it's. Um, I mean, you know, and that's the that's the sector of the economy that is, you know, still getting the the shit kicked out of it. Is you know, is the restaurant business and and all the people that serve and the bar business. I mean, that's just. That business is dead right now across the country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think what I, and, and I love hearing that, that, that people, you know, that, that, that wanted to order it out in those kind of numbers because, you know, those restaurants are, you know, they're part of the lifeblood of, of our communities and, and the people that own them, I mean, throw them a bone as often as you can in terms of, yep. uh, right. In terms of just helping them out. And so, uh, no, I think that's I think that's absolutely fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, here's another email. Do you guys do a different meal for Christmas, Greg? Do you guys do a different meal for th- for uh, Christmas? Yeah, um, no, we have turkey for Christmas too, but we also, in addition to that, have ham. Got it. Got it. The Christmas ham. Um, yeah. We had the same meal. Uh, uh, my mom. That yeah, we had uh, you had it. You didn't have it all year, and then you had it twice within a month. And uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite. Game. And so, how about you? Kim? My mom. Oh, sorry. I I like uh, uh, prime rib or a leg of lamb for Christmas. Actually, I like the lamb in the Easter time, but I like the prime rib uh, at Christmas. Because you have leftovers for sandwiches and <laughs> enough to chop up. Hey, Kim, speaking of sandwiches, 
can you describe for everybody the sandwich that you made that um, uh, Beth sent me a picture of it? And you know how a great white shark has a hinged jaw in order to eat like um, like small islands or boats when they attack them? Um, and like rattlesnakes have a double-jointed jaw? Uh, that's what Kim needed to get this son of a bitch in his mouth. Um, I love it. <laughs> Kim, did you care, did you care to comment? It, it, simple. Uh, you, you know, you lather the bottom piece with a little, little mayo. Uh, and then you put the turkey on. Then you put the dressing on. That and that's what you saw the most of because I I put so much dressing, you can can't possibly get it all on the sandwich. And then I'll add the cranberry, and it was beautifully sliced. I covered every ang- corner of the bread, and then a little lettuce. And then uh, I lathered the mayon pretty good on the top piece. And that's all. Uh, black pepper, too. Black pepper. There was a fair amount of turkey on there, and I believe there was some stuffing on there, yes? Yep, yep. both of them. And there was cranberry and mayo and how would you uh, get lettuce. How would you get such a device into your mouth? Did you have to compress the sandwich? What was, what's the secret? Yeah, you because- got to squeeze it down. <laughs> Some stuff squirts out the size, but then you have a fork there for backup, and uh, and then you go for it. And I don't cut the sandwich; I just go right after it. Oh, one you one and done one one whole piece. No, 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 no. I I mean one whole sandwich. Right. Normally, most human beings will cut their sandwiches or their hamburgers. I delve right into the whole sandwich. And then uh, start chomping away. Got it. I make my uh, Thanksgiving sandwich exactly like that. And I think it was a few years ago, my nephew, because uh, we eat Thanksgiving dinner like two, you know, two thirty ish, so that you right. can, you can have leftovers later that night. Uh, but I made him the exact same sandwich. He had never had it before. He ate three of them that <laughs> night. Hey. <laughs> <clears throat> Holy. They're good, aren't they, Greg? Oh, they're you get it's it's like Thanksgiving in one bite. Oh, yes. you're right. You're right. You're right. I you know, I'm a big fan of like that's why I I that's why I love Kim Kim's gres- uh, gravy recipe and instructions is that if you use more broth, obviously you're going to have more gravy. And, you know, to me, the day after Thanksgiving, if you take a bunch of turkey, you throw it in a, you throw it in a pan, you, you know, you throw some gravy in there, right? And then you get the, you get some cranberry, you know, you just, this little plate of heaven, right? And you bake a little, you, you throw a little uh, stuffing That's- in some foil, right? And you throw it in the oven and it's like you're just this like happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy. It's just this happy, right? It's just this happy place that you're sitting there because it's got all these incredibly wonderful tastes. Yeah. Um, uh, let me tell you, to me, it's an emotional meal too because all these great memories are associated with those tastes. 
And, uh, yeah. and so I've been, uh, so it's, no, it's, uh, that's why, I mean, to me, the gravy thing is, uh, you know, is the way Kim does gravy leaves you with a lot of gravy. And if I think if you're smart enough to have, you know, a bigger turkey in so you can have leftovers and all this done very deliberately, right, it all lines up to be a very, very special week the week after Thanksgiving. You, you have to have leftover gravy because you don't know how you're going to do the, use the leftovers after you're done with the sandwiches. And you've got this gravy. Oh, it's killer. Come on, man. It is. Um, you know, Mac, you make a good point about you don't have it all year and then you get it twice within a month. But I, I will say that my wife does a real good job. She'll cook a turkey probably, I don't know, I know she's done it in like June or July because uh, the kids get a craving for turkey and cranberries. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. No, I love yeah. it. I, I, I agree. Cool. With you. And, you know, it's not an expensive meal either. And I will tell you this. Um, if, if, you know, Greg says, you know, gravy's easy. If you can master the art of gravy – then the meal is not yeah. a difficult one, right? You know, mashed potatoes, peas, whatever. If you want them, yams, right? <laughs> yams or dump the yams in a in a gla- in a Pyrex dish, you know, brown sugar and what Caro's dark syrup or some shit like that, and then you throw that you in the what? oven. That's it. That's I yams. will. Say, I will. I will tell you unequivocally, as far as plate management goes, there will be no such yams touching my plate because they're garbage oh my god you're such a fool for a smart man i've never i i never seen yams until i came to the united states and had thanksgiving here and people had the marshmallows on them and all this shit and i'm like what is that yeah i don't do that and they're like oh it's candied yams and i was like can can uh can yams none for me thanks I've had my fill. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't like the marshmallow thing. So, but again, it's it's an easy. It's not a difficult meal. It's the turkey cooks itself, roasts itself, and and so really, the art is the stuffing, and the art is if you can do stuffing and if you can do gravy, you you can crush that meal, and it's not that hard to produce. So I'm yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Heather's a smart woman, man, because that is a great tasting meal, and it's not expensive, and it's not hard to make. The um uh, another email. Hey, I'd be curious about how each one of you guys does mashed potatoes. Um, well, let's start with the chef. Um, uh, Kim, mashed potatoes. Well, I'll uh, peel the mashed potatoes uh, a day out on Wednesday. Uh, put them in the fridge in a container. And uh, it kind of takes the starch out. And when you say in a container, you mean in water in the container. Big, uh, what the pan I'm going to boil them in. Got it. Kettle, kettle, excuse me. And then I'll drain them and I'll refill them with water. Uh, when I'm ready to cook them, usually I do this in the morning. I'll cook them up. I have... Uh, in a little saute pan, I roast up some garlic uh, and mash it up. And then uh, when the garlic gets kind of brown, because it's real sweet then, and then uh, I put it all in a crock pot. Well, I, I make them first and, and uh, mash them. I use cream cheese and butter 
and uh, and whip them really, really well. Uh, some people will put them through a food racer, which makes them real elegant, very fancy. Not me, because I don't mind an occasional lump. And then I'll put it in a crock pot, put a couple of lumps of butter on there, set the timer on a hold or low, and I'm done for the day with my mashies. And the, and the stove is clear. You don't have to deal with anything. And that's all. All right, there you have it. Greg, how about you? What do you guys do with mashed potatoes? We do the almost the exact same thing. I don't uh, do any garlic. Uh, we do do the ricer, um, just because my wife's used to that um, texture and the kids like it. Uh, but we're not a cream cheese. We're butter and uh, cream whole cream uh in there so very similar you know and and uh, she puts it in a crock pot as well because the stove management you know <clears throat> we have two ovens um but the stove sometimes get a little clustered when if you have to have the mashes going right, right. No, and you're right Greg. we put cream uh heavy whipping cream in our mashies too oh yeah just Gotta. Enough to make it smooth it's not a low-calorie food on that day. <laughs> hey, there's no such thing as low-calorie anytime. If you're looking for low-calorie yeah. on Thanksgiving, you're probably in the wrong country. The um, sushi. <laughs> um, we Heather has a um, a cousin who came over for Thanksgiving, and he brought his own turkey with him because he's a vegetarian. Whoa. So it was to- tofu turkey, I guess, with what to turkey or whatever. Really? So to, to each yeah. his own, you know. I, I, I want a full. I want a carnivore out on Thanksgiving, <laughs> but he does not. So, well, That's- let me tell you. Um, that is, I've eaten some of that stuff. That um, synthetic. Uh, what they make it uh, protein um, out of you know ve- essentially vegetables and shit. And some of it's not bad. So no, some of it's actually not, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised. I did not think that I would like it, but I, in fact, I have some in the refrigerator right now. It's a, it's a sausage. You know, it's it's a it's a medium to hot sausage. And I will tell you this: if if somebody knows what they're doing, cooks it right and seasons it, I would tell you that you would probably not know. What it, what you did? It was different. If they were if they used yeah. it in a recipe, they would be one of those people like, "Well, how'd you like that?" Oh God, I thought it was delicious. Oh really? Well, that's like vegetarian beef. Like, what? I don't, yeah, I, they got they they got better at making that stuff. And what do you have? The Morning Star brand, or I can't, I can't believe it's not beef or something. Because sometimes I the, the meatballs or you know. Um, black bean burgers you you know you put lettuce tomato onion all that stuff on like the hamburger patties that they make i'll crush one of those i got no problem with that me too yeah no it's it it was uh it's uh, again i you know i have a lot of people say i never eat that that's like look try it and watch what happens now if you don't have any need to try it like i got it you know i like my beef but you know, I I try to watch the the cholesterol uh, that I take into my body because I my body produces you know more than more than I need, 
And so that's a way for me to still, but you know what? I mean, I've found about me, like I, it's got to taste good. Like I, I can, I can try to eat healthy, but it has to taste good for the love of God. I cannot eat, you know, or else what happens is I just, I lose my mind and I'll go buy a bag of Lay's potato chips and eat it and like on the way home from the store. Right. I, right. I, I can't do it. It has the things I eat have to taste good and I'm, you know, more than happy if they're healthy. And so, you know, so, uh, so that's how that's kind of fit into my, you know, diet. I'm, Hey, I'm going to turn 63 next week, halfway to one, wow. halfway to one twenty six. Uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to, uh, I got to, Mac, I was just going to say that I got to take off. All right. Um, so it was nice chat with you guys and, uh, until the next time we do it, which, no, well, it's always good. It's always good to to sit and talk, uh, food for one straight hour with you guys. (laughs) All right, G-Lo. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving, a belated happy Thanksgiving to you and all the Lotus family. And, and we'll talk to you hopefully next week. All right. Take care. Bye, bud. Bye-bye, Greg. That is the one and only Greg Lotus. The, um... Hi right, Kim, what haven't I been smart enough to ask you about Thanksgiving that you want to tell people uh, before we we talked about things? We talked about leftovers a little bit. We talked about mashies. We talked about uh, yeah. we talked about a little bit about gravy, and uh, and again, you can find all these recipes and more if you go to the All Marine Radio website. I'll walk you through it, okay? Because Libby asked me this question. And then somebody else did, too. Where do I find Kim's recipes? If you go to the All Marine Radio website, so go ahead and click on that, right? And then if you go to the read board, okay, so you'll see blog read board. Click on that. Salmon burger, you'll see it all. Oh, my God. So as you look at that, if you scroll down the page, you'll see a picture of El Jefe, the chef, okay? And um, and you'll see him standing there in his big lab coat in front of his at his bar with both hands on the bar, and it's a great picture <laughs> of Kim in in his restaurant at the time, Sanders nineteen oh seven, in beautiful downtown Grand Forks. Um, and so um, you know, there's a funny story behind that. Whenever we'd be on the air, and Kim would mention his restaurant, you know, the way he would say. Sanders, beautiful downtown Grand Forks, 701-775-5559. No, that was the number to the radio station. What was your phone number at the restaurant? Six, not, uh, God damn. Uh, We'd give the phone number. 746-9870. That was the phone number. <laughs> he, would give, he would give the phone numbers. In beautiful Sanders, 701-746-9870. <laughs> but anyway, you'll see a picture of him. And then all you got to do is click on the Read More button, and it will take you to the page. And then if there's a red, there's a red word that says here. All you got to do is click on that word. If you click on that word, it takes you to all pictures and recipes, and everything from cream of shrimp soup, right to salmon burgers, to um, Sanders' famous cheesecake. Um, to prime rib, to juicy Lucy hamburgers, um, uh, so the, the, like you could knock yourself out um, on that. Literally on on that page. So 
I mean, go ahead and, and check that out. But it's there's a lot of great, great food recipes there. Yeah. So by all means, check that out. Um, so what do you got? Any big plans for the weekend? What's going on? Oh, I got the Sioux on tonight at 735. They playing hockey or basketball? Oh, hockey, baby. Oh, no kidding. I, I watched the game uh, Wednesday night. They won two to nothing over Omaha. They're in a bubble in Omaha. All all eight teams in the league, uh, they're playing 21 straight days worth of hockey games. Two a day until the first half of the season is over. And then they start up with the regular second half of the season where you, you know, you play it. A two set weekend, two games on a weekend, and then you have the rest of the week to uh, to chill and, and get better. But uh, it's it's pretty bizarre. No fan, fans down at Baxter Reason uh, uh, Arena in Omaha, and uh, just hockey, baby. So college hockey underway. You know, actually, I've seen it. Um... Uh, I've seen the Gophers playing, uh, the University of Minnesota. Uh, I've seen a couple games, but I I didn't really think about it. Greg's dad, John, sent an email that I did not see until just now. Ask Greg about the secret ingredient for cabbage rolls. And then in in quotations, he writes, Squarky. Do you know what Squarky is, Kim? No. So, well, I don't. We'll have to ask Greg when he comes back on. What the hell is Squarky? What is this? What is this family recipe? Um, Squarky sounds like the name of a dog or something. For the love of God, so <laughs> I don't think the Lotus has put their dog in that stuff. But uh, we'll have to solve that mystery. All right, my man. I appreciate you coming on and always uh, now and enjoy the conversation with both you and Greg. And uh, you know, one of the things people don't know. I mean, Greg played. You know, played in the NFL and. And he's a smart guy, but he loves to talk food. Yes, he does. And I've been up to Winnipeg with Greg to shop at the Lucas on on uh, in the middle of Winnipeg. And I'm telling you, everything he described you a couple of weeks ago is true. You know, you can have lunch on the balcony level and, and the cheeses and meats and fresh baked bread. I mean, it's all there and more. DeLuca's in Winnipeg, if you're interested in going to Winnipeg. All right, Kim, thank you very much for the visit. Have a good one. Good Pleasure. Don't, hey, don't eat all that cherry pie in one sitting. Um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to last it for, it'll last for two days. If it lasts for longer than 48 hours, then you've failed. Yeah. <laughs> it'll last, uh, 48 hours just about because we have steaks tomorrow night and plays uh, tomorrow night and uh, and scallop. Hey, don't forget the Bernays sauce, depending on what kind of steak you're making, because let me just tell you, the McNamara girls were like on fire because of the, uh, the Bernays sauce with a little bit of filet mignon. It was absolutely delicious. Okay. I'm. I think I'm going to try a different type of sauce. What kind? It's called uh, a demi glaze. You can buy it in a package from Nor, and then uh, follow the instructions. I haven't done it yet. You uh, bring it to your boil, 
uh, add a little bit of red wine if you want to, uh, and then uh, uh, saute some mushrooms on the side, usually uh, shiitakes and, uh, and the regular button mushrooms, and uh, get them tender and sauteed, and then add it into the sauce, and then pour all of that. Oh, oh, in the sauce, a little teaspoon of the Dijon mustard. Mix in that sauce. And then uh, you will uh, have uh, what is known as a, God, uh, there's a special name for that, but it'll have to wait till next week uh, to tell you because uh, I had a Vulcan mind fart. <laughs> and uh, I, I, God, it's a French sauce. Got it. Got it. But it's, Dark and rich and real good. All right. So next but week you got to have a name for it. You got to give us a name. Can't beat Bernays. Got it. All right, my man. Have a great one. You too, brother. Take you care. The one and only P. Kimball Holmes here on a Friday edition of All Marine Radio, talking food, um, which we enjoy doing. So, um, so very nice. Uh, let me tell you. I mean, those two guys are as good as it gets on the planet. I mean, they they will literally give you the shirt off their back. And I don't say that because they're my friends. I just say it because it, uh, because it's a fact. Um, I, I've known Kim for 20 years. I've known Greg for just about as long. And if you ever call them and you need anything or you need them to help a friend of yours, you know, um, it's done. And, uh, and they're just... Uh, they're shirt off their back kind of guy. So always fun to have them on. For me, it's a special treat Friday here on All Marine Radio. If you're just tuning in, um, I talk uh, for the second straight day in the opening hour about adverse childhood experiences, their relation to those who join the all-volunteer force, which we've had since the mid-early 70s, and, uh, and the need to understand that as part of understanding who you who you lead and as part of getting to know them so that you can help them so that you can love them so you can change their lives and if you're doing that as a leader um, then you're doing what you should be doing if you're not doing that then the question is what are you fucking doing and so if you go even earlier than that what you'll find out is our leaders don't know anything about this stuff. They often know that, you know, some of the people they lead have gone through difficult things, but they're not familiar with what an adverse childhood experience is. It's not familiar in a, even the most general way of how that impacts your life. And I don't, I don't get that. Somebody needs to give me the footnotes in terms of why don't we know demographically who walks through the door? And then why don't we educate leaders? This is who you lead. This is why you have to be this kind of a leader. And if you don't, and this stuff goes untreated, then there is a high likelihood that this person is going to live a very, very difficult life. So um, I kind of paint this picture of the, uh, of the armory of post-traumatic winning. 
that's uh, stationed just before the valley of the shadow of death. And the post-traumatic winning armory can arm you to get through that valley. And then as you kind of progress through that valley, the more you use those tools, slowly but surely, you'll rise out of the valley of death into a place that most of you don't even know exists. Yeah, how about that? So that visual to me is powerful, right? Somebody wrote me an email. Hey, Mac, that's pretty powerful shit. Nope. And I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So, yeah. Have a great weekend. Don't be afraid to change somebody's life. On this uh, Friday, the fourth day of December, All Marine Radio. Out.